Hello, everybody. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Art of Health podcast. So this podcast, we're going to stay on topic. It's about skinny fats. I've been asked about skinny fat uh, phenomenon a lot, and I haven't talked about it yet, so we're going to dive into it with this discussion. So let's let's lay out you know, what a skinny fat is first. Maybe some of you, probably I'm going to assume most of you listening to, this, listening to this have heard the term, but some of you may have not. So what is a skinny fat? A skinny fat is somebody that is medically obese, but normal body weight. There's actually a, a term for it in medicine. So it's not just a, you know, skinny fat's not just a made-up designation. It actually does refer to what's known as an MONW, medically obese, normal weight person. So in the fitness world, you know, for the sake of, you know, simplicity, we call that a skinny fat person. Skinny fat individuals, they have a scenario where they're not just overweight per se, they're overweight or you know maybe normal body weight, but they have excessive body fat relative to their weight and their height, and they have very low lean body mass. So it's a situation of excessive fat mass and subpar lean body mass. Lean body mass, in this case, referring to basically muscle. So you're under-muscled, you're skinny, and then you're overly fat, which means you're a skinny fat. Now, pardon me, drink of water. Now, the situation with skinny fats, it's something that's arisen in the last, I'd say probably about 20 years or so. And it's it's observational. I, I can't say for sure. I don't I truly don't know when the term first appeared. Obviously the term skinny's been around a long time, but when did people start saying they're skinny fat? I don't know. But it does dec- describe a particular body type and this is relative to men, but uh you know if you're listening to this and you're a woman and you're wondering well can women be skinny fat? Yeah, absolutely. Most women today are skinny fat by default. They have literally well not literally, but they have Let's just, for the sake of some, sake of being simple, they have no lean muscle mass and they have excessive fat mass. So everything I'm about to talk about it really applies to women as well. Anyway, but what is the skinny fat physique? What you know, what are people describing here when they talk about being skinny fat? There's about I think you know maybe ten characteristics. So you know, first thing being is that you gain fat easily and you tend to have a very soft body. So that's kind of a two in one. But skinny fats in general, they are guys where they gain weight in their stomach. They gain weight maybe in their upper back. A lot of times they gain weight in their chest. That's really common. Um, you know, that indicates, you know, having low testosterone levels, you know, and higher estrogen levels. And they also will say that they gain weight easily, let's say, from carbs. That's a very common one. So poor insulin sensitivity comes with being skinny fat. Uh, there'll be a situation of, uh, in terms of body structure, you'll have guys with very, like, let's say, wide waist. So they're kind of hippie, almost like a woman would be. Uh, they got small joints. This, again, this thin joints, not thickly built guys at all. Got narrow shoulders, oftentimes, kind of like a upside down, um, it's like a pyramid shape, where your your waist, you're a guy, but your waist is the widest point of your body almost. And you know, then they'll tell me that they don't gain muscle easily, and definitely not naturally strong or athletic at all. Uh, they tend to, you know, maybe they tried to work out and they bulked. Maybe they tried to bulk, thinking they built muscle and they just got fatter. Uh, tend to be low energy, tend to be very low energy, or just not energetic. And oftentimes, you know, this is based on, you know, my feedback with people, but they report having low libido. So in low libido, like sex drive is important, guys. Sex drive indicates, generally speaking, testosterone levels. If you got no sex drive as a man, you need to get your test levels checked out. So that's the skinny fat physique in observation, you know, where if you, if all that describes you right now, the, like I said, you probably are skinny fat. And if you're a woman that describes you, also too, you are a skinny fat individual. Now, you can, you know, some people want, like, numbers. Well, how do you, do you know if you're skinny fat if you weigh X amount or Y amount or, you know, whatever? You could go look at a BMI chart if you really want to. And, you know, the BMI chart, it's 
both men and women, so it gives you a big range of numbers uh, for your. You know, it's your weight relative to your height. Um, but like I said, skinny fat people, you're probably not that overweight. Maybe maybe your weight's not excessive for your height. Uh, so perhaps you could be a guy and you're five ten, and you know, let's say you weigh uh, two hundred pounds. So that kind of put you into the overweight range, but that's not crazy. Two hundred pounds, five ten. Uh, that's not like your again. That's not obese, but your body fat's like 35% and you have no muscle mass. So you're, like I said, medically obese, normal weight person. Moving on from there, though. So we know what we're talking about. We're talking about skinny fat guys. You know, why does this happen, actually? Now, that's a good question to ask. Why does skinny fat syndrome sometimes, I've seen it called that, you have skinny fat syndrome. It makes it sound like a disease. Uh, why does it happen? This is, there's various, well, there's multiple factors, but I, I would identify there's four main reasons why skinny fat phenomenon has become a thing. The first one being probably the, you know, I don't want to say the root issue, but you know, it's everything being equal. I'll say the first thing being it's a high carb, high sugar diet. So you've had a government that's promoted a high carbohydrate diet for the last 40 years, 30 years, about 30 years. Uh, You've had the proliferation of sugar in the American diet. Eating high carb, eating high sugar, never going to be good for hormonal health, not good for insulin sensitivity, very easy way to gain weight, get fat. So you have a population today that's been set up to be overweight. Um, and, I, and I'm not blaming the food industry. The food industry is not its not their fault that you're skinny fat, but skinny fats, they tend to have really lousy diets, processed diets, high-carb diets, lost sugar diets. So that's one issue. That's one core issue. Second issue being testosterone decline. So... Testosterone has been declining for about 40 years straight now in men and women and animals all across the world for a bunch of reasons. Uh, environmental estrogens, xenoestrogens, uh, you know, like I said, high carbohydrate, high sugar diet, uh, environmental pollutants. So I mean, you could kind of, I could go on a tangent about, you know, why is testosterone declined? Uh, solar radiation, lack of sunlight, but overall testosterone has declined. So, you know, we're talking about the situation, that, the environment that creates a skinny fat phenomenon, well, you got testosterone decline, you got high carb, high sugar diet, so that's one and two. Third thing being, you also have unhealthy parents having unhealthy children. Guess what? If your parents were overweight when they had you, or if they were out of shape, you are going to be overweight or out of shape, and or both, and or more inclined to be overweight and out of shape. Your parents' genetic state of health is your state of health when you're born, and it influences you as you develop. So we have unhealthy parents having unhealthy children and raising them with an unhealthy lifestyle. So skinny fat doesn't happen by accident. If your dad, your mom are both overweight, or they're heavy, they're on the heavy side, and they had you, and you're on the heavy side, you're on the fatty side, well, you can see where you got it from. That's unfortunate, but that's just the reality. That's number three. Number four reason which I would attribute to skinny fat, and we'll, we'll keep this at four. These are, the, like I said, four primary reasons, I think. Number four reasons is total inactivity. So we have a high-carb lifestyle, high-sugar lifestyle, unhealthy people with unhealthy children. Uh, we got testosterone decline. And then we also just have the inactivity factor of people there are not very physical. And when you're not moving and you don't take PE and you have guys, a lot of men today that have never played a sport in their life, all they've ever done maybe was soccer when they were six. Uh, they haven't done PE since they're in high school. Well, if you're 25 and you're skinny fat, you're wondering how it happened. That's how. You were never strong. You never had any muscle mass. You ate like shit, lived like shit, sat around like a piece of shit, and now look at you. You are wearing all of your choices. So that's harsh, but hey, this is the truth. So you're skinny fat. What do we know about it? Well, if you're an adult male and you're skinny fat or an adult female, 
what influenced it? Your genetics, your environment, your upbringing, your own hormones that have been affected by all that. So you got to deal with it. I can't help you with who your parents were. I can't change your childhood. You can't change your childhood. You can't change the past. But you can get your shit together right now. So what are we going to do about being skinny fat? Here are my 20 strategies. So like I said, I'm going to flesh out the ebook right now. You don't even have to buy the ebook. You can just listen to this and apply these things. These are the 20 strategies that you need to apply and things you need to avoid. Number one strategy, you know, or you know, actually, I don't want to say number one. These are not ranked in hierarchical order because you really want to do all of these. But let, let's just pretend that we're doing it in some sort of, you know, systemized, you know, linear sequential uh, setup. So number one, number one strategy for skinny fats. You got to fix your hormones like we just talked about. Your lifestyle affects your health. It affects everything about you. So your lack of sleep, a lousy diet, you sit in front of the computer, uh, high alcohol, high sugar diet, processed food diet, I mean, all, all these things are impacting your hormonal health, your testosterone, your insulin, your estrogen, your serotonin. Uh, they're probably contributing to your depression and anxiety if you have those things, if you're experiencing that. So you got to fix this stuff. You have to view your life as, you have to look big picture. This is a holistic approach, a holism approach. It's not just one thing, it's going to be everything. So number one, fixing your hormones, and that's fixing your lifestyle. I'd suggest for everybody, get your hormones checked if you can, get your blood work done by your doctor, or go get it done out of pocket. And in fixing your hormones, you know, I'll, I'm not going to go off on a, a supplement tangent, but if you have really bad hormonal health, that's where supplements can make a difference. Uh, vitamin D, magnesium, zinc, fish oil. If you have, like, let's say, systemic inflammation from you know high stress, unhealthy living, there's things you can take. If you want to try testosterone booster, this would be the one time I'd say, like, yeah, you probably need it. You know, aggressive strength testosterone by Mike Mahler. That's a great product. Estrogen control. So you probably have have high estrogen levels. So you're skinny fat, but you gotta get hormones in check, guys. Gotta get hormones optimized. That's number one. Number two, number two, and going off number one. Recognize that you can't get away with bad lifestyle choices. Some people can get away with stuff. I'll say that right now. Some people have great genetic resiliency. Where you know, maybe you have a friend. Maybe you've known people where they. They're not healthy how they live, but they look good. That's not you. It's never going to be you. So number two, you cannot get away with unhealthy choices, period. You, you can't avoid your choices, okay? Cannot. That's number two. Number three, for skinny fats, alcohol. Alcohol in particular, since I know, you know hops, beer drinking, craft beer drinking is really popular with millennial generation. And dear God, guys, this stuff is so bad for your hormone levels. It's so bad for your testosterone levels. Again, if you drink beer and you're you look jacked and tan, you look great. Keep going, keep doing it. I, I don't care. I don't care what you do if you're healthy. But if you're listening to this and you're nodding your head and you know your beer drinking habit is the reason that you have bitch tits, you need to cut that shit out. Same thing with the mixed drinks. Alcohol is not helping. Alcohol and hops and sugar, all that stuff is god awful for you. Maybe when you're fitter, in nine months you can come back to it. But if you're skinny fat right now and you drink regularly. Cut it. You need to go cold turkey, Tito Taylor, dry. Three months at least. Cut out completely. Then consider what it's worth to you after three months. Okay, that, that'd be my very strongly word suggestion. Skinny fat right now, cut out the alcohol for three months, get yourself fit and healthy, and then see if you really want to add that back into your life. Number four, number four suggestion for skinny fats. Gotta cut the soy out of your life. Now People have you know, started to argue about this, and I know I've popularized the term you know, soy, soy mindset, soy boy, soy life. And part of it was facetious, but part of me is being serious. 
soy is in bloody everything now, especially processed foods. It's used as a cheap source of protein. Soy protein was originally a waste product used by the food industry. Vegetable oil, which is really just soybean oil, is terrible for you. If you look at the amount of phytoestrogens in soy, in soy flour, defatted soy flour, it's astronomical. It's in the hundreds of thousands. Uh, you know, people talk about, you know, what, is there estrogen in the diet? If there's any estrogen in your diet, I guarantee you, you're getting it from soy. So unless your soy is like, you know, fermented soy products where you're having, you know, tempeh, which is probably not the case for your skinny fat. I doubt you're eating healthy, you know, if you're skinny fat. But, you know, excluding, you know, healthy so- sources of fermented soy, yeah, that's fine. But everything else that's got soy in it, I don't care whether it's, it's breakfast foods, carbs, cereal, you know, fried foods, fake meats, uh, protein bars, all of it gone, 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 gone. If you're using vegetable oil, that's gone. You're using soybean oil, that's gone. If you're eating edamame, guess what? Edamame, soybeans, raw soybeans, they got a shitload of estrogen. That's an estrogen dump. Okay, gone. And you know, and same thing with a you know soy protein powder. If you have healthy hormone levels, yeah, there's evidence to suggest that soy protein can build muscle, and maybe it's really not that bad in testosterone levels at all. But guess what? That's not you. Your hormone levels are in the garbage. So no no soy protein for you. No soy anything. All of it, it's out. You toss it. You never touch it. Okay? We're not living the soy life. That's, so number four, no soy. Number five, number five strategy. This is something to avoid if you're skinny fat. You cannot bulk and cut. I've had multiple clients where they've come to me after trying this, and it's always just a freaking disaster. Maybe you tried 5x5 five five training and you drank the gallon of milk and now you just are disgustingly fat. Or maybe maybe you did try to go to the gym. You're like, I'm going to get myself buff. And then you talk to some old school guys and they're like, yeah, man, you got to put on 20 pounds to uh, gain muscle mass. And you did that. And now your bitch tits just got bigger from it. Skinny fats do not bulk. You do not bulk. You don't do a bulk and cut strategy at all. If you're going to gain muscle mass, you have to drop the clean. You have to adopt the clean bulking strategy which means that you get your protein surplus or calorie, you get your calorie surplus from protein. You eat low glycemic index, low glycemic load carbs. You structure your carb intake around training. You front load your carbs even. That's a great strategy. You're not going to carb back load. You're not going to have carb up days. You need to be living lean, training lean, eating clean year round, putting on muscle by making strength gains. You're not the candidate. You're not the type of metabolism where you can put on a bunch of weight and just take it off and, oh, there's muscle there. It does not work. Not until your hormones are optimized can you even consider that. And that might be a few years. And that, that might be never. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really fond of bulk and cut, period. You know, bulking and cutting is something that, like, if you have really good genetics, it works. But for the majority of clients I've had, 80% of people bulking and then cutting down, it's, it's not a viable strategy. It's not a healthy strategy. Let's just say it that way. So, no bulking and cutting. Number six. Number six. Strategy for skinny fats. So we kind of, you know, we, we somewhat glossed over this you know, at the beginning, which I should have, you know, probably made this number two. But in fixing your hormonal health, God drop the fat. So you have to drop the fat in diet to improve your hormonal and, and overall metabolic health, for that matter. It's not just hormones, your overall metabolism. So you got to get less fat. Um, and, you know, what does that mean? What does that stretch really mean? It means that if you're skinny fat right now, your first priority is cutting body fat. It's, it's not to start gaining weight, it's to start cutting body fat. So I got three ways to do this depending upon how fat you are. If you're, let's just say, normal body weight and you're just kind of soft-bodied, easy way to cut, you eat in a calorie deficit on days you don't lift, you eat at calorie maintenance on days you do lift. That will allow you to start cutting weight slowly. 
Now, if you got a fair amount of fat to lose, and I know what's fair amount? If you're, you know, let's say 17% or, you know, let's say 17% plus body fat or 20, let's say 20% plus body fat and your weight's a little bit higher where you can tell, like, you have a punch, then you're going to eat in a deficit five days out of the week and you're going to eat normal on the weekends at maintenance, okay? That's number two strategy. If you're very fat or you are overweight and skinny fat and you got the substantial, you know, 30, 40 pounds plus to lose, you're going to diet every day for as long as it takes until you reach normal body weight, period. Maybe have some refeed days in there, some cheat meals, occasionally keep you from going insane. But if you're overweight, obese right now, time to, you know, yeah, time, to, time to call it in, okay? Guys, like there's no going around that. You got to diet, period, if you want to fix your health. Number seven strategy for skinny fats, carb cycling. So carb cycling, what is carb cycling? J.C. Dean just wrote a really good article about carb cycling. Um, I'll try and link to it in the show notes. But carb cycling means you adjust your carb intake based upon your activity levels. So for skinny fat guys, I suggest carb cycling because what you can do is you can eat moderate carb on the days you train. You front load your carbs because, you know, based upon science and evidence, it looks like that works way better for overall body composition and metabolism. You front load your carbs around your training time. So you're going to eat carbs before you train. Let's say like breakfast and then your pre-workout meal. And then that's it. That's all the carbs you have all day. And then on, on the days you don't train, on your off days maybe, you have zero carbs or you have you know, 20, 30 grams of carbs. You have minimal carbs. Carb cycling is a great strategy to improve insulin sensitivity. It puts your body into more of a fat-burning state. It, you know, like I said, release, improves your uh, release of insulin, improves your nutrient partitioning. And you know, it also gets you eating a healthier diet with having healthy fat sources, having healthy protein sources. So skinny fats, number seven strategy, carb cycling. Number eight strategy, or yeah, number eight sort of mental strategy. Don't obsess over getting ripped before you've built muscle. So this is usually like the not so fat but skinny fat guys where you're overweight but not terribly, where I want to get ripped, man, I wanna have abs, I wanna wanna look like you know Brad Pitt and uh, Troy and I've got hell, I've got a whole program just to look like Brad Pitt and Troy, the Achilles program. But anyway, point being, if you're do you have any muscle, if you have no muscle, if you've just started training, you have nothing to rip up. So until you've built your body up, you need to separate yourself from the idea that you're going to cut down, you know, in 12 weeks and you're going to reveal this incredible muscle definition. You don't have any muscle. There is nothing to shred. So time to build muscle. So getting ripped, not one of your concerns right now. Number nine strategy, or number nine strategy, this is a, a don't do strategy. Do not start training like a powerlifter. If I get one more question about starting strength or five by five training from you guys, oh my God, every day, every single day, what do you think of starting strength? What do you think for three by five training? Why are you asking me that? Well, I did it and it stopped working after four or five, six months, or I didn't injure myself, or I didn't, I really didn't get that muscular. Yeah, guys, because it's three exercises for sets of five reps. That's not how you build muscle. Starting strength works if you're an absolute beginner. You've never lifted before. And of course, if you're an absolute beginner, everything works. Everything works when you've never done anything. And I'm not yelling at you guys, but Jesus, the obsession and magical valuation that people have with that, you can barely even call it a program. You're basically just learning how to do three movements. That's not a full-term program. That's not a long-term strategy. You know, getting your, your bench press from 135 to 165 is not going to get your chest massive. You've got to train like a bodybuilder if you want to build muscle mass. Five reps is not going to cut it. Not unless you have incredible genetics. 
Well, not, not even saying incredible genetics. Not unless you have better genetics, let's say. And some guys do build significant muscle, you know, on the starting strength programs. I give them that. But if it worked and if it did that for you, you'd already know it. You'd already know it. You'd already have in your head, damn, maybe I want to be a powerlifter. Maybe I want to go for 100 maxes. Maybe the squat bench delivery are going to be my thing. For skinny fat guys, you're weak. You got small joints. It's never going to work. Okay, and that's not me being punitive. I'm not. I'm, I'm a terrible powerlifter myself. I am not a big guy. Where, you know, well, I'm not small. What six two, two hundred something like two hundred five. But my point being, I don't have great genetics. We're like, oh yeah, I started to squatting. My legs blew up. No, I I, I did the powerlifts myself. I was all about that for a few years, and I realized like, damn, this doesn't really work for me. I don't think. And then I tried it with clients. It didn't really work for them either. And then I talked to lots of other guys, hundreds of other guys, thousands, and same experience. Yeah, I did starting strength. I did five three one, but I got stronger. But uh, yeah, I didn't really look like I lifted still. Huh? Huh? You know, maybe the bodybuilders told you to do some goddamn reps right. So yes, don't start training like a powerlifter. And that point number ten strategy: you need to start bodybuilding. So that means you need to do reps. You need to do sets of eight, sets of ten, sets of fifteen, sets of twenty. Even you need to do multiple sets. You need to train with some actual volume. Where you do an exercise, three, four, five sets. Maybe you do. 12, 15, 16, maybe even 20 sets in a workout. You need to train to build muscle mass. You're not going to be strong if you don't have any muscle mass. And training three days a week, minimalism training, no. no. Minimalism, if you're skinny fat, not going to work. You need the stimulus to get your body to change. So on that, in the spirit of that, you know, in regards to strength levels, number 11, you need to make your 6 rep max and your 10 rep max your priorities. So, again, accept the fact that you're not going to set records you're never going to have an impressive one at max. You're probably not going to bench 405 pounds. Maybe you will, but it's going to take a long time. You're not going to get stronger unless you prioritize lean body mass, muscle mass first. So for your compound movements, your six rep max, that's your new focus. For your secondary exercises, machines, uh, you know, maybe isolation exercises, you know, your thing, you know, maybe a you know hammer strength, you know, whatever. Ten rep max, that's your focus. Six rep max, ten rep max. A few times a year, you could test your one rep max. Otherwise, the 6 and 10 range, that's where you're going to spend your time. You do that for three or four years, and you actually build some muscle, and you do get stronger. Hey, you know what? Then maybe you go back and try some powerlifting program, but not until you build the muscle first. Number 12 strategy. All this talk about volume and muscle building. That said, don't overtrain. So skinny fat guys tend to have this lousy recovery capacity. Where they just tend to overtrain easily. You know, you got, everyone knows. Well, maybe you don't, but there's always those guys that can train, you know, 20, 30 sets in a workout, and they're just bulletproof, man. They can just pound themselves, grind out reps, and they never get hurt. That's not you. That's not you because you're skinny, and you're gonna hurt yourself. And muscle's not built in the gym; it's built during rest. So, doing two-hour workouts of 40 sets of legs, or you know, watching your favorite bodybuilder, maybe, where he's in the gym from you know one to three o'clock. And he's taking himself to absolute failure and just burying himself. No, that's not the strategy for you to take. You don't need to bury yourself when you train. You don't need to train for extreme soreness. You train 45, 60 minutes. You get in, get out. You feel energized. You're not trying to destroy yourself. And you let your body recover and make the adaptations. Number 13 strategy, body weight work. So you got fragile joints. You got skinny joints. Body weight work is your friend. Yeah, well, how do I train body weight? You just do the stuff, guys. Dips, chins, squats, lunges, inverted rows, push-ups. You practice it. You practice it, you practice it, and you practice it until you've mastered and are competent and can do 20, 30, 50 reps of all of it. 
there's no secret formula to this. You know, someone asked me, how do I get better at pull-ups? You, you do them. You, you practice them every day. Well, how many? However many you can do. There's no, this is, you know, this is not the secret sauce here, gentlemen. You got to think a little bit. How do you get good at something? You practice it. You're not going to be good at things that you don't do. Bodyweight work, you can do often. You can do it every workout. And you want to get good at those movements. They're going to help you get leaner, get stronger, build your joints, strengthen your, you know, your body for your compound exercises. You need to include bodyweight work. Number 14 strategy, sprinting. So slow cardio is helpful. Walking is helpful if you're really active, you know, just getting up on your feet, going uphill maybe, incline walking like I've talked about. But sprinting can really change your metabolism. It gets you faster. Sprinting can build muscle mass. And any kind of sprinting can work, guys. It could be treadmill. It could be farmer's walks, hill sprints, sled pushes, a heavy bag. You could use a rowing machine, a salt bike, you know, battle ropes. You got, you got lots of different forms of cardio. But doing sprint-based cardio, it's intense. It can build muscle mass. It elevates your metabolism. And you can do it a lot. You could do many workouts, three, four, five days a week, you know, depending upon, you know, your training you know, situation, what's available to you. So incorporate sprinting into your training. That's your cardio. Number 15 training strategy. Number 15 training strategy. Supportive gear. So this doesn't get talked about that often, but I don't know why, since it's real helpful. So what's supportive gear? Wrist straps, straps, belt, uh, knee sleeves, maybe elbow sleeves. Again, it goes back to the joint health issue. If your joints, you know, your wrist joints are bothering you from pressing, use wrist wraps. If you're Grips dying during your back days, your pull days, use wrist straps. You know, if, you're, you know, if your low back's bothering you and you, know, you can't figure out how to you know, use your core, or, you know, maybe the squats are trying to bother your spine, use a belt. Now, th- these things are not compensation for you know, being, you know, having these muscular weaknesses, but these things can protect your joints. They can help you get stronger if you use them correctly. And they increase your training longevity and they allow you to train harder and train longer and not hurt yourself. So I'd suggest using straps and wrist straps to get started. Um, in regards to using a belt, make sure that you learn the proper technique for the squat and deadlift before you ever put a belt on. So if you, learn, if you start using a belt before you learn those movements, it really screws up people's technique. You have to know, <coughs> excuse me, gentlemen, you have to know the proper technique on the squat and deadlift before you can begin using a belt effectively. So that's 15, supportive gear. Number 16, High-frequency training. Now, I don't mean training seven days a week. What I mean is trying to train your whole body or most of your body twice over the course of the week. So like I said earlier, two to three days of training, you know, lifting two to three days a week, minimalism doesn't work for skinny fats. I mean, anything is better than nothing, but it's not optimal. To really change your physique, you want to be training four, five, maybe even six days a week. You know, those would be, be short workouts, 45-minute workout, 45-minute workouts if you're training six days a week, but high frequency. So meaning that if you're following, let's say, like a push-pull-leg split and training four days a week, so you have push-pull-legs, push, and then you have pull-legs, push-pull, and, you, and then you have legs, push-pull-legs. So that, you know, if you're, like, if you're wondering, like, if that this confused you, what does it mean? It means that you're doubling up on certain muscle groups every single week. Or if you're training five days a week, maybe you're having... You know, if you're training five days a week and you break it up, uh, let's say chest, you know, chest and shoulders, you know, biceps, triceps, back, legs, second day, chest and shoulders, you create some sequencing to your training where you're emphasizing the same muscle groups twice, and that's going to make them grow faster. High frequency training works really well for muscle growth, and if you cycle it properly, you can train your, you know, part of your body or even your whole body twice over the course of the week, 
and you get, like I said, you get faster results. So high frequency training, use it. And you know, if you don't want to and you just want to train four days a week and you have five days a week, this train one muscle group at a time, you know, by all means go ahead. It doesn't mean it's not going to work, but I think high frequency for skinny fats, effective strategy. Number 17 strategy, muscles to prioritize. So shoulders, upper chest, traps, biceps, triceps, lats. So basically, you know, your yoke and your arms and making your back look wider. What does this do? Why do we prioritize those things? You know, why not prioritize, yeah, like, you, why not just say, like, well, you know, that's almost your whole upper body. Why not just say, well, chest? Or, you know, how come I didn't mention legs? Here's why. When you're skinny fat and you got, like, a wide waist, you have the, you know, like I said earlier, they're an upside-down pyramid kind of shape. You got narrow shoulders. You got some abdominal fat. You have a very lousy-looking physique aesthetically. This is the facts, guys. You know, it's, you got poor symmetry. It's very unattractive, biologically unattractive. To fix that, you have to make yourself look bigger. You have to be bigger. So you want to increase your shoulder width. You want to increase your back width. You want to make your arms look bigger. You want to make your chest work incline. You want to fill out your shirt. You want to work your lats. What does all this do? Well, it makes your waist look smaller and your upper body look wider. And then you create a more pleasing and aesthetic physique. So, to repeat, arms, upper chest, shoulders, lats. You get those things built up, you're going to look very, very, very different. Number 18 strategy, training journal. So, like I said earlier, the soy life is over. No more being lazy with your lifestyle, no more not recording anything, no more not giving a shit. You're going to make these changes. If you're going to put all the stuff into practice I'm talking about, you need to be cataloging it. So you're going to write it down. And if nothing else, you're going to write down your training. So you're going to record your training, you're going to record your workouts, you're going to record the workouts that you get in the ebook that you're going to buy on Monday, you're going to write down those workouts, you're going to track those workouts, you're going to keep track of your progress, you're going to systemize what you're doing to get results because what gets measured gets managed and what gets managed gets improved. You're not going to go laissez-faire and just, yeah, I'll, I'll do the workouts and try and follow along and then forget the way to use and not write it down and then lose the sequencing. No, you're going to write this shit down. You're going to get a training journal. You're going to get a pen and paper. You're going to get a notebook. You're going to record all of it, and you're going to make some gains. Number 19 strategy, mindset. So, skinny fat guys, I understand the lack of confidence. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's, it's a very male thing. It's a very universal human emotion. You're, not, you're insecure about how you look. And you probably have that bad attitude of, you know, I've always looked this way. And, you know, maybe you got negative self-talk right through your head that being fit's not for me. And, you know, I'm not that kind of guy. And I'm just not athletic. And, you know, other guys are that way. And, you know, the meatheads are stupid anyway. Guess what? You're acting like a little bitch. Okay? You need, you need to end that self-talk no more. This is just how I am. Okay? You, have, you can change. You have to believe you can change. You have the tools to change. You have to use these things. So I would highly suggest reading, getting the book Gorilla Mindset. If this is, you know, if what I'm describing resembles your internal narrative, is you have to change your mindset. Otherwise, you can implement all these strategies, 1 through 18, but if you have a shitty attitude about it, you're going to quit and it's not going to matter. Because you're going to find some way, some reason, some excuse, okay, to defeat yourself. You want to change your physicality, you have to change your mentality. And number 20 strategy, the final strategy, the thing that you need to work on, you know, going off what we just talked about mindset, your self-image. I know that if I make you stand in the mirror right now with your shirt off. You're not going to be happy with what you see. You're going to have a whole bunch of judgments and negative qualities and characteristics and beliefs and stories attached to your body. You have to change that. 
If your mind's eye image, your physicality is to be fat, weak, unattractive, and and low energy, that's going to characterize all of your thoughts. So if you want to change your mindset, you want to change your body, you want to implement all these things, you have to change your self-image. You have to visualize what a muscular, sleek, lean version of yourself will look like. And that's going to be hard to do. I know it will be. It's going to sound like some esoteric, self-help bullshit that you're probably going to want to brush off. But if you can't visualize it, you cannot create it. Okay? Kai Green, thoughts become things. So pull out some magazines, maybe watch some movies, whatever. Find a male physique, find a body that you think you can reasonably achieve, and you know, aim high. You know, maybe you never quite look like, uh, you know, let's just say Arnold, you know, the stereotypical example. Maybe you're never going to look like Arnold, but you can visualize kind of looking like Arnold. You can sure as hell visualize being muscular. You can sure as hell visualize having abs or having biceps you know, having, you know, some definition to your body, you need to visualize the sculpture, the image, the body that you want to create. You need to visualize your new physicality, and you need to write a new story for what that image is. Not your old story, not your old bullshit, not your negative narration that you've been repeating for the last 25, 20, 30 years, however old you are. Time to change. New self-image, write it down, draw it out, Take pictures, make a vision board if you want. I don't care. You want to put a poster for some bodybuilders? It's not gay, okay, to be inspired. Change your self-image. Do whatever it takes to do that. Visualize it. Talk yourself through it. Stand in the mirror. Close your eyes and think about the new you and what you are What you are going to are, as in it's going to happen, what you are going to look like when you get there. That's number 20. And that's the final suggestion, actually, to end someone anticlimatically. So that's those are the twenty strategies. You know, maybe some of it seems lame. Maybe it all seems like a lot of work. Maybe you don't want to do half of it. I don't care. I don't care what the excuses are. Okay, you already have been living. Have been living. Your lifestyle yielded what it yielded. You already lived with a negative self-image, and look what it got you. So your shit does does not work. Negative self-talk did not work. Not caring about it did not work. It's time to level up your life. New and improved, implement these things, get the program, or even if you don't get the program, incorporate them into your training, and changes will happen, gentlemen and girls. <laughs> so that's a skinny fat podcast. Skinny fat training strategies, life strategies, really, is what they are. Put them into effect. You guys got questions, let me know. I will talk to you all again. And I'll be in New York tomorrow. So it's Thursday right now. I'll be in New York tomorrow. Friday and Saturday. That's July 21st, 22nd. If anyone wants to hang out, catch up, meet up, have a drink, whatever the case may be, let me know. I'd be happy to meet anybody. Until next time, people, train hard, train smart. Don't believe your own bullshit. And I'm not even going to say good luck. I'm going to say apply yourself and be somebody. Talk to you guys again.